Hey, welcome to Pastor Talk this week. It is I, Pastor Nathan, here with Pastor Blake. Howdy. And uh, we can't wait to jump in here and talk about something that came across, honestly, our desk this week. We get a thing about once every other month or so called a Pastor Box that has all sorts of new books. And in it was this book that was just released by Peter Greer and Chris Horse called The Gift of Disillusionment, Enduring Hope for Leaders After the Idealism fades and it really struck a chord with me and some of the other pastors and so Blake and I just want to share on this topic uh, whether you're a leader in a church, a small group leader, a youth leader, a pastor, teacher, or you're just a Christian who's trying to lead your family, lead your children, lead at work, lead in your community and uh, you feel burnt out. You feel like the idealism of what it is to follow Christ, the joy, the passion, the, uh, the hope feels like it's starting to fade and you begin to feel beat up and you see more lost battles than you see won battles. Um, what do you do? And, uh, and so as we looked at the title of this book and begin to look into it and read it and check it out, I thought this would be a great topic for us to break down here uh, today as we come before you in this pastor's talk and say, what happens? What happens to us when, uh, when the hope of our faith begins to be broken down. And so, Blake, kick us off. I mean, you, you deal and work with a lot of the men here at LifePoint Church. And so, you, you see these men at their highs and their lows. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's one of the places you see uh, men, Christian men, in, out here in our area begin to uh, lose hope, lose faith? Yeah, it's, it, it's perspective. I like the word in that book, idealism. Um, and when you unpack and define that word it's the practice of forming or pursuing ideals especially unrealistically and we as men do that we're always dreaming big we always have these big uh, uh, visions uh, whatever that might be a good example is uh, chasing the fountain of youth right that's an ideal and it's unrealistic as you begin to get uh, older uh, you can have that same idealism in in your career. You can picture yourself as CEO or uh, owner, right? But you may be far from that position. And so you can lose hope in that aspect. When it comes to your faith and, and your walk, you uh, might have started to understand and figure out what your giftings are. And maybe you have pictures of witnessing to thousands or tens of thousands right but yet you haven't mentored or discipled one Mm -hmm. and you know you look at your family you have dreams and hopes for your your family with with kids and and grandkids and and a a dream home right and and you it it seems far away so then the discouragement uh, sets in and so uh, how do you how do you deal with that? And yeah, men men are always in in those aspects, uh, bringing that to to my attention, and it's it's about where where your heart is and 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 where you're grounded. And so, um, it's difficult. It's it's challenging because you one don't want to squash anybody's dreams in any aspect of 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 their life, and uh, and and so how do you how do you unpack that? And say, God, is this is this from you? Is this your vision for me, or is this my idealism? And, and am I unrealistically 
looking at this because of my own desires. And so I guess that's kind of the two things that come to mind uh, when, when I unpack that. Yeah, so an illusion is something that we believe to be true, but it's not, or something that we're hoping to be true. It's, a, it's as you said, it's an ideal that we've set up. In the book, there's a bookmark, and in it, it's got a quote from a recent study that the Barna Group did uh, to pastors in October of 2021. And it came out that 38 of pastors surveyed want to quit. Wow. 38, that's nearly four out of 10 pastors want to quit. And that's not senior pastors. Yep, that is just pastors. Those who are pastoring in some aspect have a desire to quit. And I know what that's like nearly a decade being out here and uh, over a decade and a half in ministry is that those moments come, those times come, but it's one thing to have a moment, a, a brief breakdown of a hard season. It's another to be willing on a survey to say, I'm done and I want to quit. And so I think what's happening is we have ministry leaders who have these expectations on God, these expectations on what ministry should be. And I know I've had them. And when you come face to face with the reality of what it is to follow Christ, then you begin to be broken down. And so the book, the goal of the book, and the goal of what we want to talk about here over the next few minutes is how do we confront what is the gap between your expectations and experiences into what it means to have a true Christ-like hope, right? Peter, Paul, James, Philip... Timothy, Mark, Luke, we see in these guys an unenduring hope. They're never pessimistic. They're always encouraging in the midst of abuse and being jailed and wrongfully accused and and martyred for their faith. There is always a hope. And yet, everything that we have in historical documents about them, from our American perspective, would give us no reason that they should have had the kind of hope they did. And so I think for us, one of the things that we have to retrain our brains as American men and women is my hope is not in an effective ministry. My hope is not in gaining more followers in whatever social media platform. My hope is not even in having the perfect children with the perfect grades and the perfect marriage. What does it mean to have a hope in Christ? And how is that rock-solid the foundation, the basis of joy and hope in your life. Where did the shift come for you, Blake, when you went from somebody who was a casual Christian, cultural Christian, into having your hope and your foundation in Christ? Yeah, great question. Um, what happened was is, is, is when I um, transitioned from a casual Christian, which I was in my 20s, and when I hit my, my, when I, my 30s and became a biblical Christian and then a servant leader, where I was just sold out uh, for, for God and others, I think that was the key. Uh, when you get rid of self, and it's no longer, as a cultural Christian, it's me and God. You put me first, and God. Mm-hmm. A biblical Christian is God first, but still some of me. A servant leader is God and others, and that doesn't mean a pastor. I mean, it just means that any any Christian can be a servant leader. You're sold out for God, and your focus is others. And so that that kind of washed away any 
any any desires I had for me and my sole focus and my eyes were on Jesus and now it was Jesus what do you have for me my hope was in him and so I kind of reached a point where okay I, I can be content with discipling and mentoring one and I can also be content and excited uh, with the thousands and, and tens of thousands, whatever that looks like. So that that when that happened, the hope became there became less and less discouragement, if you will. And that what you talked about with Peter and all those guys, just a continued hope and a continued uh, fight for the faith. Now, don't get me wrong. I've, I've been here at LifePoint for, for seven years and. You know, God is good when he talks about rest, and every seven years you should take a break in that sabbatical. Leading up to my sabbatical, man, I'll tell you what, there was thoughts like, gosh, I, I might want to quit. This mm -hmm. feeling I have right now, I'm so tired. I'm so exhausted. Um, yeah, I could I could feel a little bit of discouragement, but my hope is still there. But I'm like, I, how do I sustain this? And then by the blessing of LifePoint and, and the Elder Board and you as pastors, I took six weeks off, feeling refreshed, and yeah, you know, motivated again. Right. So right, and that's and that's key. I mean, that's a big part of it is understanding the gift of rest. So I've worked closely with you now for seven years, and then also worked closely with you in Paladin Sports Outreach, the ministry that we're both a part of um, to the community out here. Yes, you're submitted to Christ. Yes, it's Christ first, and then you. But has there been times in something like Paladin where you have, you sort of had this lofty goal, this absolutely God gave me a word and it's going to happen, and then it just felt like it came crashing down? And then how do you deal with it when it did come crashing down? Yeah, you know, some people would look at myself, and, and, and you're a part of Paladin, and the people who've been a part of Paladin for um, 10 plus years, yeah. and we've had this uh, huge dream of, of having a, a sports complex and a facility where sports and, and church and the gospel was shared to so many youth and families here in Santan Valley. And you'd think we're, we're crazy. Like, like, why haven't you given up? It's, it's been 10 plus years. Has there not been discouragement with all the attempts and then letdowns, right? Of, of close to maybe grabbing land or signing a deal and then a letdown and as, as as well as life point man i have these huge dreams like it talks about mm -hmm. uh uh alludes in this book of of having these huge dreams and is it you know disillusionment i've had dreams of like just a huge men's ministry and even life point thousand fifteen hundred two thousand congregants and 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 just being this huge light in copper copper basin and where i take that nathan is i i label it as as a mountain and when God talks about mountains, he says you can move mountains. And so I give it over to fasting and prayer. And I say, mm -hmm. God, this is a mountain in, in, in my life, whether life went or pallet on the personal, whatever it may be. And here's how serious I am about it. I'm hopeful but God, this is this is your mountain to move, and I just spend time in fasting, and, and 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 prayer, and then I submit to God's timing. 
Yeah. And I keep moving forward. And, and, and on that journey and on that path, I'm mentoring, I'm discipling, I'm impacting uh, uh, the, the gospel and, and, and his kingdom along the way. And if yeah. that door opens for what we're talking about, then, then praise God. And I think that's where being biblically grounded is so important for godly men and women, not relying on a sermon series from pastors, not relying on a sermon series from your favorite podcast or a famous pastor from around the country or around the world. But you've got to be biblically grounded because the more biblically grounded you are, the more you're going to see that the hope and the joy and the expectations of men and women in the Bible were never founded in their current circumstances. They were always founded in the joy of the Lord, That's in right. their salvation. And I just sometimes feel like we become blinded by our circumstances. Having so much wealth, having so much prosperity in our country, we become blinded that the hope of the Lord is something we have to really fight for. I mean, you have to battle the spirit, your spirit, to say, my joy today will not come from making sure I get from A to B or my AC works or I get everything done at, the, at work or my kids don't drive me nuts at home today. <laughs> but right. my joy is coming because I am not condemned to hell. I am no longer bound by the effects of sin. I have been set free. And for me, that, that transition in my early 20s is what began to set me free from being a very pessimistic, prideful, negative, angry young man about whatever my circumstances were. Frustrated, always feeling like, you know, the world was dumping on me and I, I couldn't ever get ahead. And uh, it was because I had taken for granted the joy of the Lord with my salvation. And so if you're listening here today, that for me, I think, is a huge uh, takeaway for you is the joy of your salvation, that everything around you could be falling apart. Everything could be a mess and you can feel overwhelmed, but the joy of your salvation is untouchable. There's nothing the enemy can do. You are his. The work has been done. No circumstance can take it from you. No uh, death, no sickness, no failure can take it from you. And, uh, that is what has kept me going time and time again in ministry when I've been broken down is every time I get alone with the Lord and I say, am I supposed to still be doing this? The joy of my soul, God returns to me, returns me to, I should say, the joy of my salvation. And I just think, man, what if me being here, going another year, another whatever, brings more people to this light and this understanding? Should I be out selling something else when this has been what he's called me to? Should I be doing something else? So I think no matter where you're at, if you're listening this to this today and you're just feeling beat up, you're feeling like, boy, I was sold a false bill of goods by the church, or mm. I feel like God promised me this uh, job, this child, this um, position, this outlook on life, and it is not coming through to me. My friendships, I've been betrayed by Christian friends. I was betrayed by the church. I feel betrayed by God. Just slow down for a second. Because the illusion is that a God is this American genie to provide us with what the American ideal life looks like. And he's not. He set you free from something that you still don't truly understand 
how deep and dark it was that you were trapped in. And when we get to the other side of glory, when the spirit becomes more real than the flesh to us, we're going to see with eyes finally that have been opened to what we were set free from. We're going to realize all the asking for cars and food and clothes and things. They're going to pale so far in comparison, like you're just going to weep. How did I ever yell at you, God, because you didn't give me this when we see him in our true glorified state? And so that's right. I think when, when the joy of the Lord begins to fade, when the enemy comes at you, remembering that the devil is constantly lying, constantly putting before you the joys of this world and telling you that if you don't have them, how can you be happy? And so... I don't know. I think, do you have a last word here as we close? What's Yeah, the... and that's how I, you know, you, you asked me earlier, like when, when I'm talking with men about this whole thing, and, and you hit the nail on the head, it's about relationship with the Father. Guys mm-hmm. that have these big dreams in their job, aspirations in, in their faith and what they want to do uh, for God and for you know, and their family. And they, the, the letdown and the discouragement because yep. the, it, it it's, gets unrealistic and a reality doesn't hit, or it's not happening how they how they see it. Ultimately, uh, it's relationship with the Father. So everything we're asking That's for right. in those categories, like you said, when we get to heaven, we'll just weep and just and we'll just be like, <laughs> it's about relationship. Yep. And it's through that relationship that God will reveal purpose and, 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 and just in that relationship will desire obedience. And if we're being obedient to the Father, we'll be able to listen and hear and be led by Him yeah. ultimately uh, in, into those areas that we're desiring according to His, his will. And so um that's ultimately kind of what i what i try to tell these guys and so many of them that are struggling with their jobs and everything like that is just relationship with the father just go to him empty yourself and spend time with him and he'll tell you go out isaiah forty thirty one. as you were speaking this is just what i want to leave yeah. people with those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. That is our prayer for you here today as we close out this time, is that your hope, the hope of the Lord, as Blake was saying, that as we turn our eyes, as we walk in obedience, God's the hope of relationship, children, sons and daughters, would renew our strength, lift us up upon the winds like the wings of eagles, and uh, and in that, we will see the unity that, that uh, Christ called us into as one body, his body. I'd like to thank you for listening this afternoon. As always, this pastor's talk has been brought to you by Behringer. Uh, Behringer, the only company with a lifetime promise guaranteed for all of your needs, products, home improvement, uh, home cleaning, design, fashion, whatever you need. Behringer. And Blake, would you please introduce a new sponsor just that came to the show uh, in, in the form of apparel? Absolutely. Pastor Talk is proud to announce our second sponsorship. Lady Boss, premium Christian women's shoes. That is awesome. Confidence, powerful, confident. Ladies, grab a pair today. Lady Boss. 
You have a wonderful day. Amen.